0: All right, welcome back to the Canadian Gun Vault Behind the Vault Door. My name is Mark Morelli. I'll be your podcast host. And today uh, we've got some stellar news coming from the CTV, uh, that terrifically objective news media outlet that put out uh, statistics and poll numbers that uh, reflect the narrative that the Liberal government is hoping to push. It's becoming abundantly clear uh, that the CTV uh, ignored Several other polls conducted over the course of uh, the last month or so uh, by, by their own people, uh, indicating that Canadians, uh, by and large, are not in support of further measures and uh, bans uh, affecting the legal firearm community here in Canada. And yet they publish the Nanos poll, which indicates that the majority of Canadians, uh, apparently 48%, constitutes a majority, uh, according to the uh, C- CTV news, news outlet. I think it's comical. Perhaps they have the same people working on their numbers that Justin Trudeau has working on the budgets. Anyway, we've got a... CTV News report, uh, some news is broke, that two fully automatic M16-style rifles have arrived in Canada across the border uh, via the uh, post and uh, have been dropped off to none other than Bombardier. Uh, Wow, what... (laughs) What a shocker. Uh, I don't want to accuse Bombardier of being involved in any of this. Uh, You'll never hear me say that. However, I think it's kind of funny that it uh, happened to drop itself off at Bombardier uh, and was reported. And of course, the media is having a field day with it for the first time ever. They actually sound like they know what they are talking about, uh, calling them fully automatic firearms. And I think there's a couple of interesting things in this. Uh, that uh, should be noted, Uh, certainly some things that I would characterize as fishy. Uh, We've got uh, Bombardier's involvement, we've got now fully automatic firearms in the CTV looking well-prepared as they deliver the news to the general public, uh, letting them know that this is the type of firearm uh, that was used in the Las Vegas shooting, uh, something that we've heard very little to nothing about since its, uh, its occurrence, and they suddenly now seem like they're educated in uh, firearm terminology, and uh, while they're delivering this news, of course, to the uh, general public, they uh, slip in uh, that it is the type of firearm uh, that would terrifically outgun uh, members of the Toronto Police Service if it were to hit the streets, or they were to hit the streets rather, and that these are uh, fully automatic military-grade rifles. And uh, definitely do qualify uh, as assault type rifles uh, according to uh, their definition. And there's a lot of debate over what an assault rifle is and whether or not such a thing even exists. Uh, well, here's what I see: we've got the Toronto Police Association uh, seemingly not getting behind bans. Uh, we've got a number of different uh, police chiefs uh, and or or or. <laughs> You know RCMP uh you know heads that are indicating that a ban would have little to no impact at all on the criminal elements and violent crime and now suddenly we have hitting uh you know the shores of Canada and uh <laughs> landing in Toronto of all places fully automatic firearms now isn't isn't that convenient I hate to sound like a Tim Foyle hat wearing uh, you know conspiracy theorist. I certainly don't want to be accused of using hyperbole, uh but we definitely have what appears to be a full-on smear campaign leveled against the legal firearm community, and the media is definitely on board with this one. They're uh, they're going to have a great time. I'm not going to throw the people at CBSA under the bus. I know they work terrifically hard. Uh, a number of things come through there uh, on an ongoing basis there. You know, having guns that are uh, moving back and forth across the border in in you know a completely uh, legal fashion uh, for for them to miss something like this, uh, if that's what's happened here, uh, would not surprise me given the volume of things that are moving back and forth because the Canadian public wants it. Uh, I do recognize that there's uh, you know U.S. Uh, property markings on the rifle, as indicated in the photograph that we see um, Shown to us, and, and yet I don't see the area of the selector switch. I don't see the serial number that would let me know that that is, in fact, uh, an M16 style rifle. I think that it's uh, interesting, again, that it's arrived at Bombardier. I think it's kind of interesting that it's landed in Toronto, uh, a place where the police association has uh, firmly uh, made a stance uh, against. Uh, executing any measures uh, that would result in bans and the possible confiscation of property uh, from uh, Canada's finest citizens, the legal firearm community, Uh, it would be really difficult for the police association to sit there and tell their membership that we're not behind anything uh, in terms of increased controls uh, leveled against the firearm community, uh, when in fact we've got rifles that would outgun our membership. Uh, I think that it's uh, the type of thing that would, uh, you know, make anybody uh, nervous and and unhappy to engage in that conversation, at least from from their standpoint. I've seen a number of different things that have gone on lately that lead me to believe that uh, we are, in fact, uh, witnessing uh, this full scale assault on our culture. And it's about time that we definitely uh, you know, joined a lobby group, folks. I, I keep saying it. Uh, you know, we have the, CS, the CSSA, uh, the CCFR, uh, the uh, NFA. There are a number of lobby groups out there. Uh, more than ever, I think they should be coming together now and uh, fighting collectively for our rights. And I think that it's important that you do your part. Uh, by joining the organization, uh, by donating to the conservative uh, party, uh, by offering your help. I've uh, definitely taken Brian's advice. Uh, Podcast Brian has certainly made it a practice, a common practice, to uh, call things out uh, long before they happen. If you listen to our previous podcasts, he's, uh, he's always bang on, and he called this one some time ago. I think that it's very important that you volunteer your time uh, for the party that will fight uh, for for the rights of the uh, lawful firearm community here in Canada. Uh, I definitely think that we should throw our weight behind the Conservative Party at this point and definitely uh, make a concerted effort uh, to assist them in any way possible, uh, to speak to your neighbors, your friends, your colleagues, uh, the people you trust, uh, you know to reach out, to your uh, gun stores, your gun ranges, uh, to the boards of directors uh, you know, connected to such, and let them know what's happening and ask them to contact uh, their memberships and to make them aware of what is turning out to be, uh, like I described, a full-scale assault uh, on the image of the legal firearm community here in Canada. Uh, I think it's really important now more than ever that we come together as a group and push hard. Uh, against what appears to be uh, a concerted, well-funded effort right, to uh, slander us and to make us look bad. Certainly a long time ago, I said we should uh, do our best to dismantle that advisory committee. Uh, they've stacked the deck pretty high against us, folks. It's more important now than ever than we get on social media. And we, in a controlled, composed fashion, combat uh, the uh, logic, if you want to call it that, and uh, certainly uh, you know, enlighten people. Uh, as to the deficiencies in the approach that the uh, government will be taking to uh, attempting to combat crime and the violence connected to firearms uh, you know, being used illegally in this country, which, of course, has nothing to do with the legal firearm community. And I keep saying it, and, uh, you know, we've had a number of people criticizing uh, that some of the things we've done. Uh, I, I truly believe that MEMS uh, are a way of reaching people. And, you know, that's, that's come up on a couple of occasions. People are like, yeah, well, MEMS don't solve problems. Well, they don't. Uh, But what they do do is they get people's attention and they get people reading. And if we make people aware of what's happening, if we enlighten them, if we reach out to people beyond our firearm community and educate them uh, about what's happening and how uh, what the government is proposing will have no impact at all uh, in the fight to combat the criminal use of firearms, uh, I I think it's worthwhile. Uh, just one of many small things that we do here at the Canadian Gun Vault in order to reach people uh, beyond the firearm community. We're going to continue to do so. Uh, We really appreciate all your support, all the people that have bought the merchandise. Every piece of merchandise that goes out the door is an opportunity to uh, engage in discussion, intelligent discussion with members of the public, because inevitably people ask, what is that? And you feel free to tell them and to uh, demonstrate to them that we are, in fact, uh, the finest people in the nation. I keep telling you that, folks. Don't be embarrassed. Don't be ashamed. Don't let them do that to you. You've done nothing wrong and you shouldn't be collectively punished for the actions of uh, very few. Uh, and certainly uh, not the actions of the criminal elements that have uh, no regard right, for public safety or uh, the law. Anyway, that's about all the time I have for uh, today's podcast. i got a lot to do, and I'm going to be heading out the door shortly. Uh, Don't forget to like and subscribe to us on YouTube. And as always, Canada, don't forget to shoot straight. Stay safe.